Nick, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you coming out here. Mm -hmm. um, dude, I think this is probably one of the like interviews that I envisioned for the, the show. Honestly, dude, I was thinking about this one because uh, like I was telling you before, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, even just getting my business started, I bounce a lot of great stuff off of you. So I'm, I'm stoked to have you here. Um, let's dive straight into it. Let's do it. First question. Um, do you miss Harambe? Dude, I think about it sometimes, actually. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Her, for those that don't know, Harambe was right. a gorilla that died. So we started a awareness campaign and sold shot glasses in college, actually, with Chris was there. I, I, I saw it happen. I was not I took no part in it at all. I remember yeah. seeing a message that said, um, does anyone know someone that has a gorilla suit? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like what? <laughs> yeah. And this is in our like our fraternity group chat, mm -hmm. which is yeah. So and then about a week later, we saw. I think I saw like a, it must have been um, a Snapchat or Instagram story, and I saw like a hand. Yes. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. We ended <laughs> up getting a gorilla to? suit. We like filmed a video. Who to gave promote, you the suit, dude? Um, a f old family friend named Brian, one yeah. of my parents' great friends. He just had one. Yeah, he just had one. Yeah, super random. And like I had happened to be up north uh -huh. at home to pick it up. That's or so or something funny. like that is crazy. Dude, if that guy didn't have that gorilla suit, yeah, what would have like, dude? Essentially, I mean, the video would might have been weak. Like on mm -hmm. Kickstarter, the video makes or breaks the campaign usually, yeah. other than the product. And so, um, I don't know. Dude, do you think that's so interesting, dude? Yeah. Do you think that was um, do you think that was luck, or do you think you guys like strategically? That's a good question. Or do you think you guys yeah. like just killed that? Yeah, because like um, that's. So, so, so <clears throat> I think it was timing. Like yeah. it was a, it was we a fad. Like think about how many fad products there have mm -hmm. been. Like, I think that was, that was one of them. Yeah. Um, and so, but also like Luke, I think Luke came up with the idea or, or no, no, no. It was Richie and, and, um, Richie and Bob. And it was just super funny. And because right. it was so funny, which was take a shot for you because he took one, um, yeah and so <laughs> and so i think it just went viral and that part was just timing and, and luck yeah dude yeah i think about timing a lot too like the other day i had an idea that i was gonna you know how everybody was standing the brooms yeah yeah with so, the day where it was the gravity yeah, yeah what was i gonna put as a yeah. caption i was gonna say yeah. something about like yeah your insurance agent standing the i forgot exactly what I was yeah, say, yeah but i was gonna put it with adelphia and it's just like dude just timing and jumping on those trends quick i think are super Hundred percent. I think you have to just recognize them and be a person that can recognize those quick. Yeah, it also doesn't have to be a product like the guy dude with the sign like mm -hmm. memes. Like you can just those. like like whip those out when they're each fad is going right. on. I guess I've been thinking about that one too. I'm like, don't yeah. overpay on your insurance. <laughs> dude, I'm like, have, I'm, I need That'd to do money. these. That'd be money. I need to do yeah. these. So, dude, Nick, um, we're already we're just deviating. Yeah, right okay. off the bat. So, okay. um, tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are. What was your childhood like? coming from the Bay to LA and like getting the business going and who you are, where you're at, so. Yeah, I mean, long story short, my parents ran a business, kids mm -hmm. bouncy houses, yeah. like the jump houses, my whole life growing up. So I grew up, I learned what hard work was. I saw mm -hmm. my dad work super long hours. My mom worked super long hours. Just a lot of blue collar, like manual, like mm -hmm. driving, lifting heavy jumps everywhere. Right. So I grew up in, in Santa Rosa, California, kind of out there in the wine country. And then I moved out, went to school with, with Chris. Um, with me. Yes. A lot of good times. Right. 
Yeah. Third, first person. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry, I think I'm talking to no, the yeah, camera. No, yeah, dude, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, got a degree in business. Mm-hmm. Real quick in, in school, I don't know what happened, but I got, oh, I remember what happened. So I went to a entrepreneurship club my mm-hmm. freshman year. Really? And the president at the time just, like, looked at the crowd, and he's just like, um, you guys, just for being here, are in the top 1%. And I was like, it Dang. made me feel really good. It, it, you know, it probably wasn't true, but it made me feel like it. And then I was like, wow, like this is, this is, there's this kind of whole world out there of people that are like mm-hmm. making things happen right? and aren't just going to school and getting their degree. And that's when I think early on freshman year, just like everything changed, it changed. for me. Yeah, I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Yeah. So you were in Santa Rosa, your parents, entrepreneurs, you mm-hmm. saw that yeah. growing up. Now you're in, you Fast forward, you're in college, you go to that, and then, so you graduate college, you're done, you got your degree, mm-hmm. and then you started the business? Or how did that go? Like, yeah, what was yeah. that transition from, like, day one, graduating, mm-hmm. to Cleverly? Um, so, I graduated, ran, random story, mm-hmm. my mom asked me, going to college, where I wanted to live when I grow up. Yeah. And I just said, interesting like... Interesting question. I, I said Santa Monica. This yeah. was before college started. Before college yes, started. Yes, yes. This is real. Dang. And I didn't really think about too much. Fast forward, I was like, man, I got to get all these internships, blah, blah, blah. Right. Got a bunch and then mm-hmm. graduated and I was like, man, I'm kind of back at zero. Got a job in influencer marketing right? Um, for an agency, which is great. Did that for like 12 months and then mm-hmm. um, that was really it. And then I got... Basically, I was doing like cold email all day, like most of the day. For the company, you were an intern for them and you were doing cold email for them? Or? Yeah, so I graduated and then I got mm-hmm. a full-time job for a year. Started out doing like blog writing. Right. But then eventually- For the, SEO or what? Yeah, like for SEO, right. straight for SEO. Like yeah. this was a big strategy for the company. And then sure. I transitioned to doing a lot of like just cold email campaigns. So I would just cold email like CMOs, a big yeah. consumer goods. Do those company. work? I mean, like seriously, th- does cold email to CEOs work? Yeah. Because I mean, I might do it if I need to have like. <laughs> yeah, I think um, deal number one, your deals have to be really big, or it's probably not worth it. Like, at the company I was with, their minimum deals were like fifteen to thirty grand for a campaign. So it it was cost effective to have someone paid full time to send cold emails. So if they got w- even just one deal out of that, right. it would pay off. Because- it would pay off because oh. the deal was big enough. Because you're not open rates are tough. It's tough to get people on the phone. Dude, you're yeah. interrupting them. Cold email does work, so I, I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna to knock it, but right, you have to do it really strategically and like personalize a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think you're right because I do get I get some of those. Yeah, and I can. It's pretty easy to tell right away. Just like that, oh, it, this that is it not. is one. Yeah. yeah, some of them like get me though. I'm like, yeah. I'm already reading it. I'm like, wait, that's not. I, I have some right. hacks. Like, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we should yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, okay, so you so then you got that job. Now you're out of that job. Um, you left, found a better opportunity. You met somebody. What happened? Like, what was the next thing? Yeah. So um, I, long story short, I got connected with this guy who mm-hmm. was starting this like LinkedIn marketing agency. Yeah. And then. I don't know. We got we got drinks one day. He's like, "Hey, do you want? I need help. I'm I've closed a lot of clients. Yeah, and I need help starting the business. And so, yeah, I, I jumped from where I was and then joined. It was pretty risky. My parents didn't want me to do it, obviously. Right. Um, 
And then, <laughs> I don't know, we, we just kind of started the business. This was like a year and a half ago. Was the name already like, did he have the name? It was Cleverly, yeah. He already he had like, the name? I have Cleverly, he had the website. Oh, cool. He had yeah. like five clients, six clients, and like, is that, it was like, not a, is that not a lot? I mean, it was, we were charging more back then. So it was like- Okay, so more expensive. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still like, and honestly, we started the business. It was great, mm-hmm. me, this guy, Bruce, and then Daniel. And probably for three, four months, we were just kind of plateauing, not really going anywhere. Yeah, just like- we kind of figured it out. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So then what did you guys do to, at that point, when you plateaued, how did you scale it? Because uh, cleverly, what, what are you guys exactly? And how did you- scale that um it's a great question so mm-hmm. um cleverly first of all is a linkedin lead generation company right. so we get small business owners mm-hmm. we'll use their linkedin account to reach out to like their ideal prospects on linkedin right and then we are really good at like writing a cold message that actually gets like replies and leads okay and so that's basically what we do for companies on so you help them you help businesses grow through linkedin yes. automation and yes. then so then you guys got that established and then how did you because i know you guys started from that plateau and you yeah. started pretty small and now it's a pretty large larger company yeah how so, did you do that in um, a short time too yeah so like i mean we we're plateauing not not doing a lot of business and then mm-hmm. something happened where we changed our website and our offer mm-hmm. to attract more phone call like sales calls we weren't getting on enough hmm. so it was it was actually pretty simple we read a book called building a story brand yeah um, by donald miller it's like super good it's about how like interesting most websites you see say like you know we mm-hmm. trade on trust and like we are right. innovative and blah 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 a bunch of fluff words basically yeah and so we're like our site kind of looked like that we changed the wording to scale your leads on LinkedIn for $99. Mm-hmm. We lowered our price and we're like, let's just make our website so just attractive. Cut the BS out. Yes, and our offer is so attract, cut the BS out, like exactly what we do. Right. And uh, there's a couple other things on the website that we did, but we just made it really clear to understand what we do. Mm-hmm. We'll use your LinkedIn account, we'll send thousands of message every month from your profile getting you leads, like very simple. And then since we lowered our price to $99, people were like, like, wow, this is a no brainer. I'm going to call them. And then for a hundred bucks. I mean, for a hundred one deal out of that. Yeah. One deal. Like it's like a no brainer offer right. on our website. And then all of a sudden, like, I mean, I think the first month we rolled that out last January, we must've got like 30 clients. Um, nice. the, the issue was we did the math and we were actually losing money on the $99 offer. Because you're working so, you're putting so much time into yeah, it. Yeah, like wasn't, we were like losing. So anyways, now right. we charge, it's a way to get them on the phone, then we charge them a setup fee of like two go. to $300, that's where we make our money. And we actually, most people are on like a bigger plan now, which is 297. It's nice. like a medium, it's an upsell that we do on the phone. Right, but anyways, once like, you get them in the door, get them in the door and then you can potentially make yes. it bigger. And since we changed the website to where mm-hmm. more people that come on the website book calls, yeah. now it makes our ad dollars go a lot further. Why? If that makes sense. So like, because of SEO or? No, no, no. So like we spend in Google ads, right? So let's say it's mm-hmm. $2 a click. Right. But I, and I pay for 10 clicks, I get, so that's 20 bucks. Sure. But, but I have a 1% conversion rate. We might not book any calls. But now our site books it, basically like a 13%, mm-hmm. like 
conversion rate. So now the more people I send there, the yeah. more calls I'm getting, it's more worth it to pay for those ads up front. Interesting. Basically. And so now we spend like, now Google Ads drives most of our, right. most of our book meetings, yeah. Another question for you. Yeah. Um, what would you, do you have any um, suggestions for business owners out there, small business owners for, I mean, use obviously your service, yeah. but do you have any other tips for them kind of getting like more business? What, why is LinkedIn or social media so important for them? You know? So, um, yeah, I think the, I think, so here's a game changer. So we have like, mm -hmm. I've had a lot of clients that I've written copy for and we've tried to figure out like what actually could get someone to reply to like a sales message basically. Sure. I think the biggest thing you have to start with is like the offer, like what you're selling in a way where mm -hmm. you can make it a lot more attractive to get them in the door and upsell them. So like right. an example, we call it the irresistible offer. I yeah. think that's the biggest game changer. So it's like, it's why when you go on like hubspot.com, mm -hmm. they get you with a free trial first. So it's a free trial, then they sell you a $3,000 software. So like, mm -hmm. it's like a, like a chocolate shop, like Giving handing you. out candy or like a, a like sample in front of the store to get right. you to come in. Like another it, great example. I just, I, I was told getting yeah. the subway app, you get like a ton of free. I've been eating subway <laughs> like every day now because yeah. I've been getting, I've been using the app and I'm just like, dude, they got me. Damn. They got me in the door and I'm like, I can't, I keep thinking about like tuna sandwiches. Like for some reward system? Yeah. Yeah. Those are great, yes. by the way. Yeah, those are awesome. You should See, download the app. That's like, <laughs> I, I, that right there can apply to B2B, like Every, any, any business. I'm like insurance certain of it. Insurance though, mm. insurance. Um, so, so can I give you an example? Sure, some, yeah. Because some crazy stuff. We have a client that sells <clears throat> insurance I consider kind of a commodity where a lot of people sell it. Yeah, a ton of people do. So, like for example, like Kamal's business, the mm -hmm. call, you know, corporate prints. prints. Or, yeah, yep. custom prints. prints. Yeah, they one of their offers when we ran a campaign with, for them was like, let me just send you a free box yeah. of sample shirts, and he would send to CEOs in LA just like a box of I'm not sure what him and Kyle put in it, but like whatever old doing. extra T-shirts and some swag. Yeah, that's a much easier sell than. Who's going to say no to something free? Exactly. But who's going to say yes to, hey, do you need t-shirts? No, I don't you're competing need against custom ink. I'll definitely you know? take a free box of t-shirts, but I'm not interested in... But once I but have the t-shirt... once you are, I bet so they you customize, time. They actually made the, like, with their logos I don't everything. think they'll do logos. I think just to give them a feel for, like, the quality. I don't know how their upsell process works, but I know that now they built Goodwill because they Dude, got free shirts, and genius. now... Next time when you, I'm sure at some point you'll need jerseys for your soccer team or something. Right. They'll be top of mind. Yeah. Right. Dang. And so like, I think like timing is the biggest thing. Like yeah. you're getting people to, sw I don't know. There's like a lot here. But. So you'd say like the biggest tip you'd give is give value up front. Yes. And then try to convert it later. Is that it? Yes. But okay. the offer, like try super hard to figure out what the irresistible offer exactly. is. Yeah, that's true. And it has to re it has to result in a natural upsell. So right. like some people overthink it. it doesn't have to be physical. It could be like three tips, mm -hmm. three it has to be usable though. So for example in insurance it could be like here's like I'm three sure easy tips that you could use to just lower your premium on your car insurance tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, by going on this site the whole point is like they don't have to sign up with you to get it. It's right. just like, hey, this is free value for you. And then, holy, sh 
I really like Chris. He, yeah. he did this for me. So, dude, this is tough. I think a lot of insurance agents are out there thinking this and like uh -huh. trying to figure that out. Yeah, but you you just got to keep hacking at it until mm -hmm. you will find it. Yeah, dude, if you keep like testing irresistible offers to where like wow, people actually want this, right? Then and, like you'll get it. But your service makes that process a million times easier because they're not actually going in there sending, dude, I was telling you, I yeah. used to make these messages wow. until I started using LinkedIn automation. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, dude, yeah, that's where you guys are extremely valuable. Yeah, we'll help people with their offer, right? I, dude, we have a client who sells like printers and printer supplies mm -hmm. and they Jeez. know it's freaking impossible to sell a, an, a printer to a company who already has one. Right. So they invite people to their luxury suite at Petco Park in San Diego. That's all they do. They're just like, hey, saw you're in San Diego. Do you want to like mm -hmm. go to our luxury suite, like bring a plus one? And then they For just what? like- What's up in the suite? Just watch a Padres game. Oh, yeah, It's literally dude. just to watch a Padres game. But then they know their deal cycles are big enough to where like they're going to build a relationship once they're at the game. Right. So like it, it could be, you can get really creative. It doesn't have to be that expensive. Yeah. Like, no, that's crazy. Like I would say hundred percent like genius figuring that out. All right. Another question for you, Nick. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten for, you know, personal things or business wise? Best piece of advice. Is there one in particular you can yeah, think of? Yeah. Um, hmm. Um, it doesn't need to be business either. It could be anything. Yeah. yeah. So there's this, I, <laughs> I read this in a podcast or I listened to this in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, it's called the, like the, the 90, it, the guy was like, what separates mm. someone from being great? Sure. And he's like, he called it the 99% or yeah. the extra 1%. And the whole concept was that like, it's actually pretty easy to start a business. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to like start rock climbing or surfing and like, but yeah. most people, most, like most stop at 99% when it gets really difficult. Yep. And no one really like, it's like the analogy, like the gold of the miner is like, right there, but he stopped right before. He this stopped right before the, the diamonds. Right. And like, I, it, I've seen it play out in my life so much. I think everyone has so many times. When you like, for whatever reason, when it looks like you want to give up, but there's like, mm -hmm. you just keep hacking. I don't know. It's kind of like miracles happen when that happens. That so I 1%. think the biggest thing is like this guy said, it was just like most people stop at when they're 99% and they're 1% more from hitting it. Dude, if you yeah. apply that to everything, like it, like you will transcend most people. I think. Very interesting. Yeah. Dude, I, the, right, the moment yeah. you said that, I, I immediately had the yeah. picture of that, yeah. the guy hacking. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, another quick question for you. This is interesting, I think. Mm. Um, do you, uh, and I think this is super valuable for a lot of young people out there. And I've gotten this question from younger people that kind of ask me for advice. Do you think school is important for somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur? Like college, I would say. Um, yeah, what's your take good, on that? Good question. So two parts, I mm -hmm. believe on certain career paths, cause being an entrepreneur isn't like as glorious. It's not for everyone also. It's not it school makes a lot of sense medical engineering yeah. hospitality it makes super sense for most a lot of our friends in college you know engineers and they're and they're crushing it and so but in terms of business mm -hmm. i i almost attribute like 10 percent of my success to what i learned in, in a classroom 10 percent. yeah like the rest <laughs> is probably like the clubs i was in the yeah 
drive to start little businesses like cutting hair in Harambe and stuff like that. Like, right. I would say I learned way more from those things in my parents than mm. books. Because marketing, you know, it changes like every year. So like, yeah. textbooks are outdated. It could change tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know, TikTok is coming along. Like next thing you know, TikTok is the new Instagram. Now Instagram dies off. Like what are we going to do? LinkedIn yeah. like disappears. Like, it could be totally. completely different tomorrow. Totally. And like, I also believe this is not a knock on teachers, but like mm-hmm. in marketing and sales, like I, I attribute and I listen to podcasts and books of people who have sold right. millions and millions and millions of units. Mm-hmm. Those are my teachers. Yep, like for sure. I, how am I going to trust someone who is like, if if they've had a ton of practical real world experience, then absolutely. And they're just doing it out of like their and there's teachers their that have that. Yeah, it's true. absolutely. So, but for business marketing and sales, yeah, go to school. But like, you got to be learning elsewhere for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, Nick, what is another question for you? What's what is your kind of ideal future or, or lifestyle that you're looking to have or grow or or that you're putting together now um, that one day you see and you're gonna be like, that's exactly what I wanted this whole time. That's what I had in my vision. Dang. Um, so long, long term, mm-hmm. like there's a couple things that fulfill me. One is like, um, I went to a, I did like a Philippines trip in high school for yeah. like, like I went to Catholic school right and we helped build a basketball court for orphans right oh nice yeah long story short like you know i was in high school but like when when we finished the kids ran out to the court and they were all like smiling and like balling for like two hours straight like they loved it that feeling when like you give and you feel the innate is like not fake like it feels so good and so i think long term it it is the nonprofit route yeah i think it's specifically dealing with with kids that are like um, underprivileged. Like I think I, I had a pretty good um, upbringing, like played mm-hmm. sports. My parents were very supportive. I think a lot of kids don't have that. And right. so like long-term, I want to have enough money through my career to sure. like be able to spend a lot of time doing like nonprofit work. Or using that money to give to them. Or straight, yeah. Just yeah. using the money to give to them. So I think like right now it's work as hard as I can to where like later in life, that's a big part of my life and then like I want a family and um, I don't want it to be work 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 all the time like I want to have mm-hmm. probably a lot of real estate things like that so I can just fund like the fulfillment side and like yeah other other areas so there's like that you're trying to find that kind of balance between the two what, what would you yeah. say is like your big question that you when you wake up in the morning like is there one question that you like ask yourself or you're constantly trying to fulfill when in your career and your in your life like is there one thing um yeah so mm-hmm. big and, question i like uh, that that's a good question a yeah good question. so now you ask me <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah yeah um like what's your big question me yeah for me yeah um my big question is finding also kind of a balance um being able to look back at my life and just say i do not regret anything that i did i did exactly what i wanted to do and so that when i say balance i'm trying to find that middle ground between like you know should i have my head down all day you know yeah grinding and yeah. and bail on my friends and not go and go on that trip with my friends 
Um, I'm trying to find, that's my question every day. It's like, where's that middle ground where like, I'm enjoying my mm -hmm. 20s, I'm enjoying my young life. Meanwhile, I'm still, my, it's matching my ambition, essentially. That's kind of my big question. Dang, that, yeah, that's a big question. And I think it's, it's a lot of people out there maybe are just not putting it into words, but I think most you, people have that. The same question. Most people have thought through that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a daily battle. Yeah. Do you have something like similar or do you think like um, along those lines? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I guess my big question is like, how can I be a little bit like more happy in every situation? Yeah. Like, because I've learned through life, and I'm sure you have too, like it, mm -hmm. there's swings. For like sure. Sometimes you're up, 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 and then oh, yeah. you're, you know, something happens. But I've gone through enough swings where, right. like, now the down isn't that much down, the highs aren't that much high. Right. So I think it's like, how can you recognize you're in a down trough and, like, still have the same happiness as, like, close to, like, a, a high trough? Right. So, and I think, like, I love that. Yeah. little bad, and then just, like, gratitude stuff like sometimes yeah. it's just a normal day mm -hmm. but how can I just find more happiness in everything and gratitude in everything so I think like people who've hacked that like money isn't a big deal like right like when like hardship hits hard like it's not a big deal for them yeah like, some people just have hacked their mind to like um, I guess just just I guess it's a mind mindset yeah so that goes kind of that, that leads really well into the next question I was going to ask you is yeah. kind of the what do you do to work on that like do you consciously do stuff to kind of how you said like hack yeah. I, I personally think those people that are you know fulfilled and happy and mm -hmm. they're working to have their mindset operate Definitely. in that way they're yeah. not it's not they're just like gifted some people are gifted some people have better you know DNA in their, in their mind in their mindsets but uh, I think a lot of those successful people are working hard on doing that so do mm -hmm. you do anything like do you meditate do you like run or like what's your like love it stuff that you do it's a great question yeah um i tried the calm app <laughs> the meditation app yeah that's it great helped me through i use it in like really like hard times of business like stuff ah, like dude, that yeah it is really helpful i don't do it sustainably but then i guess this isn't me but um so i ran a half marathon like two weekends i ago. saw that but that's like, awesome dude I got it from a buddy named Christian Islas. I don't know if you ever met him. I think I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He like, um, he was just telling me about like, cause I've always enjoyed running, but he's mm -hmm. like, yo, when you run a half marathon, it's 13.2 miles. Wow. The beginning is easy. You know, For the sure. first five miles, six hey, you're, miles. You're feeling good. And then the back <laughs> half, I'm like, man, how do I like, do I have to do a bunch of squats? Like, what do I got to do to get my legs right? He's right. like, it's, it's a mindset. It's mine. So he's like your mind through the last half is going to be a bunch of battles of what hurts more and what's real pain and what's not real pain. Yep. And I'm like, man, that's mental training at yeah. its like, at its like most clear state, like physically, totally. Because you're pushing your body. Dude, yeah. That's why I'm telling you about this book. Can't hurt me by David Goggins. Read that book. It's yeah. all about like pushing through physical barriers that the mind tries to stop. And it's, it's not even physical. No, no, no. Your yeah. mind's going to try to lie to you and tell yeah. you like, you know, make up, like for me, for example, I'll go to the gym, right. I'll hit like, you know, I'll be working out chest and the littlest things, like it'll be like, oh, that's an even number, so stop there. Like my mind will just start telling me like, mm, totally. you know, 100%. like, um, 100%. like, oh, you worked out yesterday or like two days ago and like you did chest, so like you should be fine. Like your mind will just start, you know, start yeah, telling you yeah. all these little stories yeah, yeah. that it'll try to convince you <laughs> like, oh, I'm good. Surprise me but all. dude, David Goggins, crazy guy, he, he, um, he has the world record for most pull-ups, I believe. I think he probably still holds it. He, I think he did pull-ups for 18 hours straight 
on a bar, hanging <laughs> on a bar. Yeah, it, yeah 18 hours straight. I think he did like 4,000 something. Um, yeah, yeah. His Just hands ridiculous. were like torn up and like bloody. It's, it's all in your head, dude. It's crazy. Even He even talks about like being cold. Like being cold isn't like, I mean, obviously your body's cold, yeah. but like yeah. being cold is all in your head. <laughs> you just turn up the AC. Yeah, we should just freeze like, in here. We should just go. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Oh no, hundred percent. Like yeah. I was like, I wanted to give up. You know, mile seven, eight. Like, what was your mind times. saying? Like, did you just like have certain stuff? You yeah, remember? I was like, yo, your leg is gonna like your leg hurts it's really bad. You. <laughs> like your knees like are like shocking. I'm like, you're gonna not be able to walk yeah. well when you're old. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like you know, little stuff like that. Your feet hurt, whatever. But then I'm like. And then there's some random quote I read that like you always have an extra 30% when you think you have no percent. So I was exactly. like, oh, well, I only have two miles left. Like little mind hacks that I yeah. kept on rewiring, like after pain, rewire to say this. Yeah. And like, Did he talks about that? It's called like the governor in, like, oh, a, really? in a car. You That's know the governor thing. in a car? Yeah, where totally. You basically hit 100 miles an hour and they, they set it so that you don't hit the one. It actually can go to 160. Yeah. But they set the car so they will never go past 120 or whatever. Yeah. You basically just have to push through that. And it's like when you're at, when you, this is what he also says. Mm. When you're like completely exhausted doing pull-ups, for example, right. that's only 60% of your actual energy. When you're like, dude, I can't, literally, I can't do one so more. you have 40% more. You have 40% more. Yeah. And if you think about it, like if somebody. It's probably true. The adrenaline of like somebody had like a gun to like your like loved one's head and said yeah, you yeah. have to do 10 more. Right. You're going to yeah. figure out how to make those 10 more. Right. Like it's going to come out, dude. Totally. You're going to make those 10. <laughs> like it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's where the real strength builds. Right. That's the one percent or the forty percent. Well, like, right. Like there's another book kind of similar. Um, it's called like three hundred and forty degrees. It's, uh, the, it's yeah. essentially the. I think I remember Tim, um, Apostle, Apostle. Yeah, yeah, Tim. Yeah. Tim, um, he's the one who actually said this once. It's a book called three hundred forty-five degrees or something. Yeah. At three, I don't know exactly the sure. number, but three hundred forty-six is the number uh, degree that water starts to boil. Mm. So at 344, it's not boiling. At 345, it is boiling. Right. So it's that one extra degree that makes uh, all the that difference. That makes it boil. Uh, that, right. That's a good, like, analogy. Yeah. For sure. Nick, do you have any other, like, work-life balance stuff that you do? Um, just kind of, like, when mm. you... I mean, do you have fun other than, like, working at Cleverly? Like, yeah, do you do anything no, else outside? <laughs> now, um, that's interesting. I think I'm, I'm lucky and fortunate enough to, like, actually enjoy <laughs> my job. Yeah. So... Um, you know, there's many reasons for that. I like the people I work with. Mm -hmm. So that work doesn't feel as much like work to me as I, as it did when I worked other jobs. Yeah. So I'm lucky there outside of work. Um, I, I, I don't believe there's like work, like balance necessarily, to be honest. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, I think like you have to put in extra work now so that you can have more balance later than the average person. Yeah. So I'm I'm totally woke to that and it's not even a big deal but I I've been trying to say yes more th- than no now mm-hmm. like when friends ask me not to go out and get drinks but like I've surrounded myself with people who like like to run the half marathon or Dude, like yeah. go go hike like you know go bike whatever. Nice. So I think number 1 I just have surrounded myself by different people and then I'm trying to say yes more to them because mm-hmm. um I don't know. My, my mom put it in perspective for me. She's just like, don't let yourself like step outside and look at who you're mm-hmm. really becoming. Cause I, I don't want to become yeah. that guy. That's just like work, 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 work. work, work. So right. I was like, you're right, mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. we're also young. We yeah. got to enjoy yeah. these times. Cause we're going to look back one day and be like, dude, I was like 
24 25 and mm -hmm. I didn't go out at all it's yeah, like a give and yeah. take. It's kind of like what I was talking about with that balance that I'm trying to figure out constantly. Right. Um, Go going out's interesting. It's a little bit different. Like mm -hmm. um, going out, I don't like it because then I'm the next day I'm not as productive. Yep. So it's like, well, can I still have fun and it just isn't involved like okay. heaviest heavy liquor, you know? Right. So I think there's other hacks to fun that yeah. don't like keep you productive the next day. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you um, have a favorite entrepreneur that you can think of that like you model or like have learned a lot from that you would say is like your top one or two maybe? Yeah, <clears throat> early, early, early in my mm -hmm. life, I read a lot of, I studied like Richard Branson. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember you always used to talk yeah, about Yeah, yeah, he's always like, he. there's a couple things I love about Richard Branson. One mm -hmm. is that he doesn't come from a technical background, which I always felt like was a crutch for me because I don't mm -hmm. know how to code. Right. Um, so he was just like a he dude. He didn't or he did? No, he didn't. He did not. Hmm. So I resonated with him more. Like he he started a record label early on mm -hmm. and then started the airlines. Yeah, now he owns all the Virgin brands. But like, crazy. like I just loved, I'm also a big marketer and he was like big on like crazy marketing stunts to market like Virgin. It's a very like sexy brand. Like he, he just kind of is breaking through the noise and I just really yeah. like respected him and I don't know. What um what advice would you have to somebody who like looks up to you or would ask you is and they're they're considering starting up a business or don't know like where to start? Do you have any advice for somebody day one? Um, I want to be a, a a business owner entrepreneur. Yes, I think <clears throat> the first thing you have to understand is like mm -hmm. um, you gotta you gotta sell like a lot of people. Um, I read a book on small businesses and it's just like people who are great practitioners like great coders great builders try to start their own business and then they they kind of get hit in the mouth because like now you gotta like market sell business development yeah. like it's way different so i would say figure out a way to come up with an irresistible offer or mm -hmm. a way to like at least um get people get conversations started towards your product like try sure. to sell it before like yeah. you go out and build marketing and stuff like that and spend all this money like right sales almost comes before marketing like what is your offer that's going to get people to like right like really engage like i would like yeah you it's got to start there or else it's going to be a really up, uphill battle at the end of the day sales is everything not everything in life but like yeah it goes, it transcends business too. Right. In life, like personally, you want to get your friends all rounded up and go on a trip. Yeah. You need to like present that in like a cool way that you can't just mm -hmm. be like, hey, like guys, we're going like, yeah. you gotta, it's, I think you're right, 100%. Yeah. Being able to sell is huge. Yeah. Some people have it naturally, you yeah. know? But also I don't think people overthink it. And I think there's a negative stigma sometimes with sales too. Oh, definitely. It, you hack your mind. Mm -hmm. It's really is like, helping someone yeah if you're as long as you don't sell them a product they don't need that's when you cross the line but like for sure if they could really benefit from what you have to sell then like it it's actually your in my opinion it's your duty to sell it to them 100 percent. so like i think people just like hack your mind like i that, think the biggest thing just to touch on what you just said yeah the biggest sale you'll ever have to make is to yourself yes you need to sell yourself first yeah and fully because then that allows you to go in there and just you know actually present your product you have to you have to have that full confidence and trust in what you're doing and what you're selling. If you don't have that, they're gonna sense that. They're gonna, you know, or maybe not. But yeah, 
If you don't believe in your own thing, then yeah, you, dude, it come comes on. out. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah it comes out. Yeah, no you doubt. gotta you gotta sell yourself. Yeah. Um, Nick, do you have one quote that you live by? Like one that's just you know the go-to quote in your life, or something that yeah. you you feel like is important to you. I wouldn't say I have one that's like written in stone that I keep mm-hmm. coming back to, but because they change. But yeah. I read a book like last year. As a, it's called As a Man Thinketh, and um, As a Man Thinketh, it's a good one. It's a short read. <laughs> it's like good. It. It's like the quote is: "Thoughts become habit, mm-hmm. and habit becomes circumstance." And right. so it was just like like the little happiness things. Like it's like you're everything that's like manifested who I am, who you are today, is from thoughts that you had like four years ago. Crazy and habits that became those thoughts. So it's right. like super dude they're like lethal or they're like your best friend your right. thoughts are yeah because like um you know you let yourself tell yourself too many times that you already did chest day and right um, whatever limitations a lot mm-hmm. of limitations that you said if you it's a downward spiral and they're subconscious would you say because like for yes. example the santa monica thing with you you oh, said yeah, yeah. you're gonna live in santa monica yeah. a long time ago yeah and then throughout college so many things could have happened right but you somehow still ended up there. Dude, the, hey, the universe conspires. I think you know that quote. The Which un- one? The universe conspires. When you want something uh, really badly, like the universe makes it happen. Yeah. I, I really am not spiritual or up and right field with these mm-hmm. sayings, but like I've been writing every year I write my goals down. Yeah. And I have it on a Google sheet every year since like literally freshman year of college. <laughs> 50% or more of the things I write down they just become... have always came true. Not all of them, but like it's it's kind of a miracle like it's I weird wrote down like I want I had no job I was like I want a dope internship yeah I was just like I just want a dope internship and then like the last month of school like I got uh, DreamWorks like animation I was way underqualified for it yeah but like just like random things like that just like man like it's oh, insane dude like crazy crazy write crazy, your stuff crazy. down it's for real write, yeah yeah write, write stuff down. down because then it doesn't it exist down. if it's just in your head if you're putting it on a piece of paper it's a physical thing that exists and you could always come back to it and dude huge bro that's huge. How- and then share it with others yeah I read a study that like you're more committed you're mm-hmm. more likely to do something the more people you tell the more public you make it Really? Because then you don't want to let, you don't want them thinking that you're not like a man of your word. Right. I think that even goes back to when, like before we even started, you yeah. said, uh, like, I'm just glad you went through with all this and you didn't stop and didn't give up. Oh, yeah. Honestly, part of, like, I, I'm really, like, proud f- for you doing that. Thank you. Straight I appreciate up. it. Yeah. Dude, I'm proud of you yeah. too, man. Like, yeah. I've been looking up to yeah. a lot of the stuff you've been doing mm-hmm. for a while. So, okay. but, yeah. dude, uh, part of that is, like, I put myself on, you know, blast on yeah. every social media. And yeah, I, yeah. Everybody <laughs> know, like, my right. parents, friends, like, random people that I know I used to know in third grade yeah like their parents like talk to my parents say like oh wow the Christmas whatever but um I put myself on blast I just like I was like all right now the whole world basically everyone I possibly know is gonna know if this thing fails yeah yeah yeah, yeah. put yourself on blast with people not necessarily you don't have to but I think you're right making putting in front of other people and committing Mm -hmm. to it keeps you accountable you're in I think you're in the 40 percent of the workout right now or the one percent you're in the midst Maybe. I mean, you've already made it, but like most people would have stopped at year one, and you're, you think so? you're still running it. I do, yeah. I do. I, you know, obviously we we both have like a long ways to go. Oh, for sure. But like, <laughs> I, that's <laughs> why you know, most people stop early, bro. Yeah. So I respect it a lot, dude. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, I appreciate you coming out here, man. Um, that's a wrap for today. But uh, I'm sure we'll have more conversations, and I'll see you at the top of the business game. I'll really see you soon, there. Dude. Yeah, I'll see you there, man. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>
Sweet, yeah. dude. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff.